now what? I don't know. Philosophize with them. <clears throat> All we are is dust in the wind, dude. Dust? Wind. Dude. Ah. Ah. Himes. Ujanalo. Blanconiotos. Phew. Let's get out of here, dude. <laughs> I'm Bill S. Preston, Esquire! And I'm Chad Theodore Logan! Yeah! Wild Stallions! Welcome to Bill and Ted Minute, the tri-weekly podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and philosophize about the film Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, one minute at a time. I'm your host, John uh, Brigus, John S. Brigus, Choir. Wow, that was a smooth intro, but I have uh, Rocky Theodore Logan. And this is the last part of your triad. You got the Royal Ugly Dude. Rock and roll. Uh, so, dude count. Three this minute, guys. Yeah, Bing they rock them. They rock them hard here. Bing bong. And by the way, I ran across what the official dude number is of this movie again this week. So I know it I know it in my head. And, my, and we bet on this, right? Yeah, my under I over? bet the under is all I'm saying. And so did I. No, uh, you did not. Trust me. I, Wait, I took the over? I mean, you t- you put a number out there and you're way high. That's all I'm saying. Way high. That's what I thought. Like, they, there's not as many dudes as, like, I thought. There's less dudes than minutes. So I'll tell you that. That's a spoiler. But I'll, I'll, I'll put that out there. Wow. Uh, three min- wow. Three this minute. All we are is dust in the wind, dude. Then he goes, then uh, I think Bill says dust wind dude, and then let's get out of here, dude. So boom, there's three dudes. Uh, begins with minute begins with Bill urging Ted to philosophize and ends with the booth landing in an unknown unknown land. So real quick, philosophize. I didn't think it was a word. It is a word. But the first definition uh, says speculate or theorize about fundamental or serious issues, especially in a tedious or pompous way. Yeah, like I mean. Were philosophizers any more useless back then than they are today? Were they more important because they grounded some type of... Society? Okay, well, philosophizers, I don't know that that's a word. Philosophers is a it's word. a word, but Philosophizers yeah. sounds more like a freshman dorm. Okay, so right? name your... How many philosophers can you name? A lot. Name them. Uh, Socrates, Plato, Ayn Rand... <laughs> Immanuel Kant, Thomas Aquinas, uh, Sartre, uh, Nietzsche. Uh, Nietzsche. You don't go Nietzsche. You go Nietzsche. Nietzsche. Oh, yeah, my Nietzsche. God. Nietzsche, Nietzsche, whatever. Tomato, tomato, potato, potato. Uh, Wittgenstein. You never named Aristotle. Uh, Leonard Peikoff. Aristotle. Uh, Lang Zhu. Lao Zhu. Lao Marx. Is he a philosopher? Karl Marx. Uh, Hegel. Uh, one of his boys. Sun Tzu. Sun Tzu is a philosopher, I'll give you that. Buddha, you can call him a philosopher. How about Jesus Christ? Ooh. How about Jack? Jack? Mayhoffer. <laughs> Jack Mayhoffer, yeah. Mike Hunt. All right, yeah. so <laughs> can you name, where is, I didn't name 120, was there a 20th century philosopher? A philosopher? Man, Nietzsche, um, um, Nietzsche was Sartre. not... Oh, Wittgenstein, they're all 20th century. Nietzsche was not 20th Leonard century. Leonard Peikoff, early 20th century. Yeah. Nietzsche was. Yeah. Ayn Rand, if you classify her as a philosopher. What's that if shit? Yeah, well. You call I, yourself a philosopher, you're a philosopher. You write philosophy books, you're a philosopher. 
This is funny. Uh, yeah, the where philosophers in ancient Greece as useless as they are now because, like, to be a philosopher, what did he do to get money? Like, he died drinking hemlock, saying, "Hey, owe somebody a cock." People wrote it. He had a Patreon account. Essentially, essentially, yeah. Like people paid him money to listen to him talk, yeah. right? Is L. Ron Hubbard a philosopher? Oh, yeah, L. Ron Hubbard, yes. yeah. I, I would say, say yes. no. I'd say he's a huckster, but you'd yeah. say he's a philosopher. Well, I mean, that's a uh, you know, uh, to the eye of the beholder type of deal, right? A lot of philosophy is eye of the beholder, right? So if you think, yeah, certainly yeah, Tom Cruise thinks he's a, a major philosopher and an important figure in our time. So like Joseph Chef. Smith or whatever. Chef thought he was too. Show, uh, Isaac Hayes? Yeah. It was he a uh, Scientologist? That's probably true, yeah. Well, he left the show after Yeah, the- after the Scientology episode, yeah. right, yeah. Um, yeah, or like Joseph Smith. Do you think he's a philosopher? The Mormon guy? Right? Huckster. Yeah, so it's either it, beholder. Like, I certainly believe that the Catholic Church is the biggest huckster in the world at the moment, so... Or, that's no, a bunch no. of flying Well, I wouldn't even say that's a philosopher. Um, no. That's a religion. Um, what's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the question. It's a good question, but it's a it's like again, uh, Christendom is a modern pillar of the world we live in today. I agree. You know, I wouldn't even put them as number one huckster. I put government as its governments around the world are bigger hucksters because more people believe in government than believe in Jesus Christ as their savior. Are you sure about that? Almost everyone in the world believes in. The government is necessary. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, believe let's, in their own let's, let's change the, the equation no. to let's change the equation to who how many people in the world believe in God versus believe in government. Well, China, most of them are atheists, but they believe in God. No, then I I would disagree with that. I think the numbers would knock you around on that one. There's some, some most There's more Catholics in China than there are in Italy, and Italy's like ninety eight percent Catholic. Yeah, but that's because there's a billion Chinese, but there's more atheists in China than anywhere in the world. There's more everything in China than everywhere in the world, except India. On but India is very religious, so atheists in China is atheist is the number one belief in China. Atheism. I mean, communism beat that. Is that because they killed them all? It's because there were communists for fifty years. Where did all the Buddhists go? Ah, they're in India. There's probably more in India than there are in China left. Or is it not Buddhist? Then what is it? The uh... The Taoist, yeah. Taoist, Tao, um, whatever that is. Yeah, uh, Confucius. Confucian. Yeah, what does Confucius say? Yeah, well, there's a philosopher. There you go. He's another philosopher. Confucius says, "Go to bed with itchy honey. You wake up with smelly finger." <laughs> Good old Confucius, man. That's, great. that's, a, that's cla- That's classic Confucius, right there. <laughs> So uh, we got Bill and Ted. They're con- they're confronting Socrates. Like, hey, philosophize with them, dude. Yeah, but we missed. Um, so what's the, what's the go to line here? Well, I think we missed one. To begin with Socrates' whole know nothing. I'm smarter than everybody to get into. All right, you, you're reaching there. He never said he was smarter than everyone. He just said that everyone else didn't well, I, fully know what they were talking, talking about. about. And then, but that's why it made him smarter than everybody else. That's what he never. That's what the Orpha Delphi. Just said that no one was smarter than Socrates, but they could. Easily- and then Socrates said, "No, people are smarter than me." And then he went to meet smart people, and they all thought they knew everything, and they were smart people. And he realized he was smarter than them because he realized he knew nothing. All right, you're, so you're projecting, okay? No, that's, you're pro- no, 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 that's no, no, no. his ego. No, he realized that they didn't know what they were talking 
talking about that doesn't say anything about what he thinks about himself and the, and the relation to them. Then he realized he realized he was smarter yeah. than them because he didn't realize he knew nothing. I guess, but I don't think Socrates would stand on a hill and say I'm the smartest person in the Plato world. Plato put that out there for him. Exactly. Well, maybe that was his, his, just his humbleness that uh, he had. It, like he didn't write anything. Oh yeah, because Socrates doesn't have an ego. He just drank poison on his own behest because he never thought this would go down. Is Sigmund Freud a philosopher? As well as a cocaine addict? Yes, he is. I mean, cocaine gang. Cocaine addicts were going around at that time, man. I mean, they didn't even know any better. But, uh, I... World War II was full of meth heads. Like, Winston Churchill, everybody was doing meth. They just didn't know it. Winston Churchill was doing meth? They were taking methamphetamines, for sure. <coughs> uppers, they were doing uppers all through the war, man. I have never heard of Mr. Winston Churchill being a meth head, but... I mean, I ran, I ran took meth. Well, I mean, they're not smoking crystal meth like Walter White made, but they're taking methamphetamines because there were diet pills at the time. They helped people stay up at night. They didn't know any better. Oh, like in speed? I've taken speed. With that on tape? I don't care. What other illegal drugs have you taken? Well, How many have you blown? <laughs> in this room or in general? <laughs> Yeah, but uh, again, I think that you're dealing in a whole. Well, let's get away from the meth and the drugs. Well, answer the question. <laughs> Aspect of this um, is Freud a philosopher? It, I, that's a hard. He's a quack, isn't he? I mean, he's as much a quack as anybody else. I don't, I don't think they call Freud a quack. The early people in any field are like, they, they, they laid the groundwork, but yeah, a lot of their work was discredited. But they laid the groundwork. He laid the groundwork. What was Freud's groundwork? Did everyone to see, they all had an Oedipus complex and. He got people to take dreams and their, and their inner thought series. And who the fuck knows what a dream fucking. I had nightmares the other fucking night that were like, I could write a, a screenplay about that I thought were great movies. But they were nightmares. Tell us about it. Do you really? You don't really want to know about these. It was a lot of people killing a lot of people, and really death. Oh yeah. Most of my dreams end up like with me, like with a big chance to have sex, and I, and I wake up before with it a happens. wet pants, with wet pants. Never, yeah. I yeah. never had a wet dream in my life. Get the fuck out! Never did, dude. Do you really? I never had one. Did no, well, then you're not virile. Uh, maybe not. Well, I drained it out before I go to bed. You just weren't thinking of the right person. <laughs> yeah. But I always wake up before the sex actually happens. I always wake up. And your entire, I well, so that's I'll leave people out. I'll right? leave people out. I've seen people show up to our our practices in the morning with wet dreams in their pants, and they didn't take their pants off, and it was a whole hysterical. Well, do you ever have? The let's not, let's not talk autobiography. Here. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever have a dream where your teeth fall out? No, it's pretty common. Almost a lot of people have that dream. Where your teeth? Where your teeth are falling out? You're worried about your teeth falling out. Yeah, I find all this dream shit to be a bunch of bullshit because it's all of your own psyche. But there's consistent themes for like that's a common dream. I have that all the time. Or the naked in in class type dream. That's a trope. It's not a real dream. People never really dreamed about that. Like three people did. I dream about that stuff. I used to dream about it all the time. It's anxiety. That's all. And same with teeth. Teeth is like anxiety dream. No, I dreamed that people were, like, getting killed all around me, and then I was about to get killed, and I woke up. So are you saying that Freud is a quack, or are you saying that psychiatry in general? Uh, I think there's a bit of a mix there. I think Freud is Freud was a cokehead quack that everything came down to sex and sex with your mom, as far as I think you want to generally base it down to. Mm-hmm. But uh, psychiatry, I agree with people. I've heard Jerry Seinfeld on the Howard Stern show, like... Psychiatry to itself is you either you do or you don't, and you don't need to get into 
this thing. But there is another realm of this that another set of eyes or another a person that you talk to can help you. So, well, but it's interpreting your own things. Like talking to somebody isn't a quack theory, but this person being able to diagnose you or say that they know what's going on inside of you because they've read some psychiatry books may not be there. But there is an inherent quality to talking to somebody. Like whereas somebody might go to a psychiatrist, I would go and go to confession to a priest and to talk about these mm-hmm. things. And it's just the it's fact segue that to that shit. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, Socrates himself, I believe, said an unexamined life is not worth living. Right. Exactly. So there is not an inherent like there is something to talking to somebody and getting some type of feedback. There's no right. quackery like, to it, that. Like getting feedback Back on your, your innermost thoughts, thoughts right. that you're not going to share with another person. There is a mm-hmm. value to that. But for that person being able to say to you, oh, for me, it's go say three Hail Marys or spend 20 minutes in prayer and everything's going to be okay. That takes on a whole different All right, well, stuff. let's get real. Let's get real. You guys are married. You don't mm-hmm. talk to your wives about all these inner oh thoughts? Oh, my God. Oh, uh, no. No. Come on now. Do you want to be divorced? Do you want to, like, not, like... One of the reasons I cannot get close to someone, I cannot just drag someone through the inner misery that is me. Oh, well, that's why you need your own therapist. (laughs) Who do you think you're talking to? Inner misery is my life. I mean, this is, like, this is what I live in every day. I'll be candid. I have my own therapist. I saw him this morning. And it helps me tremendously because it is a person I can be completely open with share all the bullshit or innermost feelings that i feel and that i would not share with other people normally and it's more of an outlet and in that sense i I get what you're saying mr s randall (laughs) theodore logan (laughs) um you know it it, it's someone that you can kind of open up to and say Hey, here's the naked me. What do you think? Right, and that—that that is, you are, you are. I think this is where we go. Does you are essentially, you know, describing what confession is. This is what I've done. This is what I don't think. This is what I feel bad about. This is what I don't ascribe to be. But this is what I do. But don't the priest judge you? No, the priest never judge you. Bullshit. No, no, no. The priest. They sentence you. They said I just, I just did this in some weird other alternate universe. We went to first. We went to first penance. The priest is. They don't judge you whatsoever. They are not even. The, he says they don't even take into this recollection of what you've said or done. They are a conduit. They are Jesus's conduit. What kind of feedback they give? They give okay. So I, what in confession? You never yeah. been. To, I've been to confession. No, I'm not Catholic. Time. I've never been. To confession. I, I've been to confession when you're a kid. It's look. What's your kid? Oh, I was like. You know, I know kids recently that go into confession. What have you done? I've been mean to my sister. I haven't listened to my mom and dad. I've told a fib. Go reflect on that and say some things. I've been to confession myself. I stopped going to church. I hadn't been to confession in six or seven years. Went to confession. Went to saw a priest. Said, hey, look, you know, I'm feeling kind of I've done these things. And I listed... If you're going to go to confession, it's like, why are you going to lie, right? Like, you're going to go and kind of you're say... You're there to air your truths. Your, your, your truths, right? So yeah. you're going to say, I've done this, this, and this. I have I have lied, cheated, stolen, done whatever it is you're going to say you're going to do. And I have... And I feel guilty about these things. And where I always say 
this little sense of Catholic guilt has always been great. I've always known where I've crossed the line or not crossed the line. I've lived not a life that's been truest or best to myself, and I'm sad for that. And then the priest would listen to that and says, you know what you want to do? It's not go say three Hail Marys and you're over, but go spend an hour, sit outside of the church, and think upon yourself and what you want to do. And that was my, that was my penance, was an hour after like six years, to sit there, reflect upon these things, reflect on what you did and who you want to be and how you can get closer to God and being to a better person yourself. And it was probably the best penance I've ever been given. It's not a simple matter of fact of go say a rosary. I could say a rosary in, you know, 10 minutes, you know, like it's it's a couple of of Our Fathers and a Hail Marys and you get through to the end of this type of thing. But this priest was like, no, go reflect upon what you... And that was after a long time. Now I go back again and I'll go to penance every year. And it's probably along the same lines as going to a psychiatrist or somebody. And it's, you know, I've done this or this or this. But my priest now knows when I go to him for penance, but he greets me every... Hey, how are you doing? This is going to be be one fucked up conversation. (laughs) But but when you greet him the next point, it's like, you know, again, like I don't... If I go... If I'm going to go sit in that room and I'm going to go do it, I do it, and I say what I feel guilty about. Now, what I may feel guilty or bad about may not have always been in line with what is an actual considered sin by the Catholic Church. It's more just getting things off off your your chest. chest. Yeah, and that's who I talk to, and I go to them multiple times, and they say, "Okay, you do this, you do that," but it's more reflect upon your life, say these prayers, do these little bit of things, and spend this time and do it, and that's what you end up doing. It's not just. Go and say two Hail Marys and walk out of the church or light a candle and do these things. I like to think I'm honest with myself and that I don't lie to myself. Oh, I ne- I agree with you. I never do. But I mean, I definitely have lied to myself in the past four years about certain things. But I feel like I, I know myself and I'm honest about myself. But yeah, who I mean, do you have to talk to yourself about? Yeah, you'll be over. Well, you, I don't you have te- any relationships that worth. Well, that, that's where a therapist. Right, right, a like, who have you said I? Don't like these things that I've done or I've done. Who have you told that to? Myself. Right. So yeah, I get, I get it. All right, I'm myself. Yeah. Did, did someone that can listen and someone that can say, "Did you consider this? Did you consider that?" Um, I mean, look. I hear you. I don't have like these. I'm not married, and I don't have a city girlfriend or anything. So, it doesn't yeah. have to be married. I have a city girlfriend. It's more just well, self-reflection and self-growth. <laughs> but it's a whole. It, it is a hard concept. This this uh, psychiatric. I well, I could never see myself when I say, "Oh, I could never." Go to I do go and talk to a priest. I have done that. Like, it's along the lines of the same relationship. Yeah, and I guarantee those priests have been studying psychiatry. Guarantee it. I would hope oh, so, I would because hope so it's too, a yeah. willingness to bear your soul. Yeah, I guarantee it's you. It's a willingness to show a person the parts of yourself you hide from everybody else. Yeah, that's entirely it. Speaking yeah. of showing your whole person, you know what band really shows me my whole person? The band Kansas. Oh, all we are is dust in the wind. That's all we are, man. That's <laughs> all we are. Dust I mean, in the wind. I, I do agree. Like if I they were gonna pull my eyes. <laughs> I close. I wasn't prepared for that. I close. I mean, that's where Ted comes up when 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 he needs to go to like Ted's a genius. He needs to go to a. 
He's got to impress Socrates, Socrates, with a philosophical method, and he goes right to all we are is dust in the wind. That's right where uh, everybody was going to Frank the Tank went at Blue's wedding, right? Well, Frank the Tank bit this, I mean, yeah. And, uh, you know, old school, right? I'm talking about the movie Old School, Frank the Tank. I mean, they, they sort of impress him, and they sort of just force him along. Just a drop of water and then then let's see, man. That's all they are, man. They're just a. All we do is travel the ground. Oh God! I I mean, can we get into more like worse, like the seventies music? So for anyone who hasn't watched this minute in a while, which we're more cognizant of, bringing in the people who bring. Ted says to Socrates, "All we are is dust in the wind." The famous Kansas song, the best song, they hit number six. And the all-time Kansas charts. Kansas never hit number one? Never hit number one. They only had two songs. This Does that song, surprise you? Yeah. <laughs> this song... It and, slightly does, only because I knew who the fuck Kansas is. I mean... I hear you. And they were, they were before we were born, and we know who they are. So yeah, like... they hit number one. One, yeah. They didn't. I mean, it was a different time. Um, number six, this song in number six, Wayward Son, I don't think it was... Carry on my way. It's the only other song you know about by Kansas. Oh, right, exactly. They're like, like that's why I'm like kind of surprised, like... He drops it so nonchalant because everybody knew it and it didn't go number one. Like, the fact that it's not number one is what I'm more stunned by. I hear you. So... Have you listened to the song? It's a good song, man. I it's listen, not I, a good song. I thought they sang Horse with No Name, but it's not, that's America or something like that. Right. But yeah, that's... Horse the Horse with No Name. Uh, it, it's, <laughs> it, it's a good song, man. I, I enjoy the song. I It's on my playlist. I listen to it definitely. We're in a loop right now that's really blowing my mind. <laughs> What, the loop of this movie? Well, they, well, they got through... Two no, movies. the loop of this conversation. Uh, yeah. yeah, I know. We've gone, like, deep to Kansas. I don't mind going deep. I just mean Kansas? Yeah. Like, well... I just said names. We're running out of time. Um, so, uh, the other thing in this minute is... Socrates says... Like the sands through an hourglass, so are the days of our lives. I mean, come on now. I I watched this. Roy Lovely, do you recognize that line? The days of our lives, it's a... It, it's a uh, like the sand through an hourglass, so, so are the days, days of our lives. I recognize it from daytime sitcoms. Yeah. Daytime so, soap opera. Yeah. Soap opera. That is... A, it's actually, he's literally... Close. It's still on TV as of this date, starting in, what, 1970-something? Yeah. Socrates says... Socrates says the line from days of our lives. Well, yes. So there he does it. So that's how deep philosophy is. It goes from as deep as... I know nothing, so I know everything type of stuff, too. So are the like the times of an hourglass, so are the days of our lives. These are the days of, of our, our lives. lives. And you get to deal with a whole a whole family of doctors and people. And a, and I think there was some alcohol abuse in there. There was... Well, they're doing this five episodes a week for 50 years. years. There's yeah. everything in there. <laughs> yeah. There's alien abductions, I'm sure. Yeah, there's everything in there. I, uh, what was your soap growing up? My mom watched all my children. Yeah, I mean, Eric General Kane, Hospital, General Hospital and all my... My mom was an ABC woman, so it was all my children at General Hospital. Yeah, I know Erica Kane. I remember... I can remember Kelly Rapa being on the show. I think Sarah Michelle Geller was on the show for a while. She may have... When all my children... Yeah, for when I was watching it. She was like Erica's long-lost niece or something like that. Yeah, but I could probably... If you... Palmer. Have, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. If Palmer and those of you pull that up, I would know that. But all my children's done now, right? Like, it's I don't over. know. I, I think it's over. I do not know. I think it's over. I think Days of Our Lives is one of the last soaps, like, left. And I didn't start watching Days of Our Lives until in college... 
We started watching the most ridiculous soap opera ever, which was you called started, Passions. You were watching soap operas in college? Yeah, we would come home to watch Passions. I think Passions was like the college. Yeah, that was like <laughs> aimed toward college. People, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. We would watch Passions, and that would lead into Days was of Our Lives. Was this with Salby? Yes, it was. <laughs> so, if we were to have... We, maybe Sal would want to be on the podcast about Passions, because we watched a lot of episodes of Passions. I have a Passions cast. Don't worry about it. All right, so two things I want to bring up before we leave this episode is one, Socrates basically has an orgasm right here. Right, and what is, I I, I wanted to... Right when they say it's like dust in the wind, he he throws dust up in the air and then has an orgasm on the air. About, it's like the sands of the hourglass, so these are the dates of our lives. You would have to know the days of our lives to get the joke. But my other point, have we talked about it? I don't know if we talked about it. What did he do for a living? How did he get money? Does it matter? We said he was a patriot. He had a patriot. He was a patriot account. That's what we said. That's it, right? Yeah, that's Those what people, like, that was, was that university? What was that? Well, this is a pride. This is pre-university. Students paid him to come listen to him talk. Oh, my god. He had, like, a little class. Elysium or whatever. I don't know what they call it. And Plato was one of them. Who do you think that he, Socrates thinks villains had are? Persians or something? Who do you, he sees these, they close, he doesn't recognize. What does he think they are? No, not Persians. He doesn't know much of the East. Oh, he knows the East. They know Persia. They know that, that type of culture. Persian merchants are in their town, right? Eh. They're sailing on boats. They're getting close. Yeah, but no, he's German. Not... Are they barbars? Are they yeah, barbarians? Yeah, they're 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 something more foreign than that. They're not even Romans. They're you know Scotty or Royal. You know why they call them barbarians? Because we are still like Rome isn't established at this point. We're just in the we're in the king phase of Rome. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Brutus's relative has not killed the king of Rome. You're right. Uh, you know why they call them barbarians? Royal. I bet you're going to tell me. Because the Greek to the Greeks, their all their language sounded like bar 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 bar. Sounds like your language. So like instead of the opposite, if it's all Greek to me, the Greeks thought that anybody who didn't speak Greek sounded like bar 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 bar. So they're barbarians. Yeah. So they're barbarians. If they were the Germans, you're saying Germanic. Northern people. People are Germanic or Polish or um, the Germanic people. Slavs have- probably. More like Slavs. More likely Slavs, yeah. Proto-Slavs. It makes a lot of sense. The Germans ain't hitting there yet. The Germans haven't even been, like, pushed back by Caesar yet. Um, so, I mean, I have a feature, but we're running out of time. Let's roll. You want to do the feature? Do it. All right, so real quick, I have the top 50 all-time time travel movies. Do you have any guesses as to what's... Hot Tub Time Machine. Do you have any guesses as to what's number one? The Time Machine. Hot Tub Time Machine. No, The Time Machine, the 1960 movie, which I've seen, which isn't that good. Uh, Hot Tub Time Machine is probably on the list. Hot Tub. Whoops, I hit the letter T. It's searching this. 14 out of 21 results for the letter T, because you're interesting. Um, but uh, Hot Back Tub. Back to the Future. Hot Tub. Time Machine is number 34 on this list. Back to the Future is in the top 10. Bill and Ted. It must be an ampersand Ted or something. Oh, God. Bill and Ted. Really? Again? Bill and Ted is number 41 behind another Keanu movie. What do you think the Keanu movie ahead of this is? The Lake House is ahead of Keanu Reeves on this IMDb list. Really? I, kind of, I enjoyed the Lake Ted. House. That was like the mail through the What about the uh, last Starfighter? That's not a time travel movie. They're in the same time. They're just going to travel in space. In space. No, not the I last love the last Starfighter. Uh, I mean, we went to, that's the that's the music man right there. 
Uh, the, where the kid goes to the future and comes back. And he fights stars? No. Uh, Star Wars? No. That's where they fight against stars, right? In Star Wars? Back to the Future is two. Terminator three. Terminator two is four. You ever seen Time After Time? I think it's a, a Norse. Awesome time After Time. Malcolm if you're lost, then you look and you will find me. I have seen Time After Time. Jack the Ripper travels through time, and Malcolm McDonald has to stop him. Planet Jack the Ripper travel. I've never Donnie seen Darko, Planet of the Apes, Groundhog Day. Donnie Darko is great. You ever seen Run, Lola, Run? I love Run, Lola, Run. She gets to keep repeating it. And a great Simpsons episode based upon that episode. Is there? Yes. Great Simpsons? Great Simpsons. It was a late episode, too. Late, it great, was a great Simpsons. But Homer gets his thumb chopped off. And he's got to, they got to go keep going and why to do it. And Lisa, it's a Lisa episode. She's essentially. How's that great? It's hard to be great when it's Lisa, but it was a great episode. Lisa Lionheart is a great episode. No. No, 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 no. That's a good, that's a great, good, good. The only thing great about that episode is, hello, Smithers, you are great at turning me me on. I like the episode. I think it's a uh, The uh, Run, Lola, Run, Lisa episode where she keeps up to shave Homer's thumb is a good episode. Yeah. Run, Lola, Run is a great movie. And she was then became the chick from Born. Like, she was... A, Run, Lola, Run's a German movie. And she was the first Born She was in girl. Blow, too. That's our favorite movie as we like to blow each other as well. No. I believe that actress died. So, sadly. Safety Not Guaranteed, number 10 on this list. That's a controversial pick. And I guarantee you, I safety not guaranteed you have not seen that. I movie. think I have seen this movie. The guy from the league is this, in Aubrey Plaza are the stars. Oh no, I'm not seeing this movie. Then. Doctor Strange, Arrival, Primer, we've seen. Love Primer. I wanted to go through the rules of these movies, but we don't have time to, at the moment. To uh, this is all time. Like uh, this is a whole sidebar because I could do this all day. Although yeah, uh, it's go a, ahead. What's up? Give me well, top five. Give me top five. The top five I've, I've gone through. The Time Machine, Back to the Future, Terminator, Terminator 2, Time After Time. Where's Pi? Flood in the Navigator. Pi. That's Pi. what I'm thinking of. Flood in the Navigator. Pi is not a time travel movie. We've been through this. You're thinking yes, of Primer. Oh, wait. They're both low budget. Now, Flood in the Navigator does not make Pi, the list. Pi, why is it? Tra- How does it not make the list? I don't know that that kid travels through time. I don't know that you're reading off of Hold on. I'm still confused on Primer and Pi. Pi is the one where the guy cracks the stock market for a formula. And he travels through time to make the money. Never, no. Primer is where they travel through time, and then they they, they bet they place money on stocks and, and make money like that. Oh yeah. Prim- what number was Primer? It's on the list. It's in the top ten, I think. All right. So time machine. The rules of the time machine are: you, when you travel back in time, you can't change anything. But they that's H.G. Wells' novel. Right. That's the initial. So that's the rules. You can't do it. How about Interstellar? It's on the list. <laughs> Interstellar is a good movie. It's number 11. I think it's okay. Uh, that uh, The rules of that are pretty complicated, actually. Yeah, I don't know that I can that's spell a, that That's out. not so much a time travel movie as a space travel movie. No, it's definitely a time travel movie. Well, it's only because when you're traveling through space and time, like you get into like all E equals MC squared shit. Matter is equal to the mass of times the speed of light. light yeah. uh, no, no you're, uh, different. again, you're mixing up the theories here. What theory is that? The, the theory of... That's when, like... 
If you're orbiting outside a planet, then you go down to the planet. Right, it's it took, the theory of us not being interesting. That's the theory. How about right. time bandits? That's all he is. <laughs> yeah. That's the midgets, right? Yeah. Little well, watch the midgets. That's like pure evil, which is a horrible movie, which, again, our friend Sal B. loved and made me watch. And we would watch just for the moment where they would say, this is pure evil. Number 29 on this list. Uh, okay, Time Traveler's Wife, I've seen it. About Have you ever seen About Time? The interesting thing about About Time is, all right, so it's this guy, and it runs in his family. The guy is Commander Hux from Star Wars movies, the new ones, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in, he was in uh, a couple of movies. He's in every movie you've seen in 2013. Anyway, this guy's red-haired, ginger dude, and Rachel McAdams. So the thing is, it runs in his family that you can go to a closet or, like, a dark place Think about a place in time in your life, and you travel there in your own life only. And you take the place of yourself in that part of time. But it does affect the future. So whatever, like, you can go back to a party in college and talk to that girl you never talked to. And your life would be different based on that conversation that you had this time around. So the wrinkle is, and should be a wrinkle in every time movie. A wrinkle in time, is that in this? No, probably not, because the movie was garbage, right? Well, the book wasn't. Yeah, but the books, we're not talking about books, all right? So the wrinkle in that one is, he has children, and he goes back in time to a place, a time before he had his children, right? And so he comes back, and his children are completely different people, because he had sex ten minutes later. Right? And so you got different sperm fertilize the egg, so your children are completely different. It's the first time travel movie I've ever seen that addressed that fact. That if you travel back and you touch your life in any way, the, 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 like if I, if I traveled back in time and like met my dad at a frat party, he'd meet my mom uh, 30 seconds later. You would already have been back in there. <laughs> exactly. I would already been in that shit. Or it's like Homer. And my dad would stepping on the plants and he throws yeah. Homer stepping on the plants and the bugs touch nothing and he destroys everything. Exactly. Meanwhile, Marty flies all over his family's life and he messes it all up. And so these guys are all over fucking everything. These guys just introduced Socrates to the days of our lives. Socrates is very far apart from their... Well, number one, exactly. Yes. Socrates. The whole world would be different because these, these two are from European descent. So they are definitely changing European history in multiple ways. And they, uh, they're like uh, even Genghis Khan might even affect their lives. Changing Joan of Arc would certainly affect their lives. Socrates... Napoleon wouldn't know? Napoleon, their parents might have been here... Traveled to the Americas in the 1600s or something. But even like your mom reading a newspaper about Napoleon, and then she didn't meet your dad for another thing. I wish seconds. we would have said this for like because there was so many other questions. This is falling very flat. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's a theme for tonight that we are falling flat. Anyway, with that, be excellent to each other, you bunch of losers. Party on, dude. Just a drop of water in an endless sea